Yourself, Anola. But it's important. I know what that's like to feel alone, to be ignored. No one else cares for these girls. But I think I've made things worse. Nonsense. Find your allies. Work with them, and you will become more of who you are. Stop that! You could be magnificent. And there would be no stopping Anola then. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I am Sheila Amato and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I am Kimberly Amato and you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and like I said last episode, TikTok, same handle on all of our socials at foreverfanpod. We are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. And today we're going to be discussing a film that launched on Netflix November 4th, 2022. So it, at the time of recording this, it launched a few days ago. Mm-hmm. It is Enola Holmes 2. And as always, spoilers are ahead. So if you have not seen the latest Enola Holmes movie, please be aware that we will be talking about major plot points so you might get spoiled. Um, so watch the film and come back to listen to our discussion after. I went back to the old banter music yes and you came in too early i am so sorry <laughs> you really i'm trying to get to i want to get the conversation going. oh my goodness okay so the hollow the halloween halloween spirit is all the not holiday. around us anymore <laughs> but the holiday spirit is and i still haven't heard last christmas from wham so do not sing it do not play it do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars. well what if i play it right now no 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 on that no. note we're just gonna jump right into the conversation oh, come on of enola holmes 2 which by the way i just have to point out again when we're recording this it is early november and there is christmas everywhere <laughs> that's why uh should we sing last christmas no no but in in all seriousness in the united states we still have another holiday that comes in between it's called thanksgiving yes Give the gobble-gobble its due, man. (laughs) Well, it's not Christmas yet. No. So. I still have a lot of shopping to do. No. So on that note, I'm jumping right into the uh, summary from IMDb in regards to Enola Holmes 2. Now a detective for hire, Enola Holmes takes on her first official case to find a missing girl as the sparks of a dangerous conspiracy ignite a mystery that requires the help of friends and Sherlock himself to unravel. I totally swallowed the word unravel. Yes, you did. To unravel. There we go. (laughs) And while Enola is still trying to solve the case, she manages to get herself framed for murder. Dun, dun, dun! Thrown into prison, and then gets broken out of said prison by her mom and Edith. That's so cool. And if that weren't enough, Enola is trying to make heads or tails with how she's feeling about Tewksbury. After all, what's a good detective story without a bit of romance thrown in in to spice things up a bit? And you know what I have to say to that? What? If there's an emergency. (coughs) Quack it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. So with that, let's start our discussion. Yeah. You know, we've said it before when we discussed the first episode of Mm -hmm. this series. So it's not technically an episode. The first film, Mm -hmm. uh, Enola Holmes. I do... You know, the new cast members they added, mm-hmm. um, Sharon Duncan Brewster as Mira Troy, a.k.a. Moriarty, mm. loved, loved 
that character and and love the portrayal, the gotcha type villain, yeah. the one you'd least expect. Even though we kind of knew something was up when all of a sudden everybody's putting her down. It's just it really, really well done. Loved the casting. So I've not read the 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 books. At Neither all, have right? I. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure if Moriarty was supposed to be like a male character. I believe so because I remember the original Sherlock's Sherlock's. Sherlock's Holmes is well, well. There have been quite a many, few. Yeah. Um, although I have to admit, we've seen many Sherlock Holmes movies. I have anyway, and I actually have to say I prefer Henry Cavill in it. Mm. Uh, but neither here nor there. I've not read the major stories, but I believe that Moriarty, because of time frame of release mm-hmm. and everything else, was a male. Well, the fact that it's a female in this uh, th- this movie, I think, is a stroke of genius because it really plays into like we were talking about in the last episode, how women are, you know, they're valued less. And so you have a villain who is a mastermind. She's a woman and she's a woman of color. I mean, yeah, really, really great. I think it also cast wise fit the background story that Enola was dealing with. The The stories are somewhat parallel. If mm. you think about it, you know, Enola's trying to find a missing girl mm-hmm. for an, sort of like a chosen family mm-hmm. sister and Sherlock Holmes is trying to uncover where all these, you know, transfers have taken place and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he feels he's being baffled. She feels she's being baffled. You know, there's just mm-hmm. so much going on. And it all revolves around two extraordinarily smart, courageous women fighting against being ignored, overlooked, and shut down repeatedly as if their lives did not matter. Yeah. So it's an it's an excellent parallel mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah, it's it's really really well done. Um, since we're talking about themes, and we, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, it continues the theme of women being valued less. It's even more apparent in this sequel, right? You're it revolves around women working in a match factory mm-hmm. and how you know the the phosphorus chemical that they were using is actually poisoning the women and instead of them doing the right thing they're covering it up calling it uh, the typhus. typhus right while their profits are soaring yep so and even in that one scene at the the ball where they say he's gone from the red to the black or better yet, red to white. Yeah. And in Enola was trying to figure out the fan signals and that whole thing, which was mm-hmm. adorable. Yeah. But it's and it, it's a great parallel to today mm. where profits over people. Yeah. And so nothing really has changed. No, because money talks. Exactly. But the point is those who usually have money never really want to give it back. That is why there's they hire the best accountants to uncover mm-hmm. what taxes they don't have to pay. This is no different. In the match company, they are losing money before they change. Before the they change the chemical, the chemical compound, yeah. and they were trying to find any way to cut any corner in order to do that, and that also included docking their wages for not performing, yeah, or for anything they deemed you know inappropriate. inappropriate. They right. would say, "I'm docking you a penny," mm-hmm. and these are people that were like living five to a room. Right. In order and just to make a living. They're not making a livable wage. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, it's just, yeah, it's just a terrible, terrible, it's a terrible situation. En- environment. So, but also, if I can just jump in, continuing on that, mm-hmm. you know, Enola also at this point has opened her own detective agency, mm-hmm. continuing on women being looked at poorly. 
And everybody walks in the door and the first thing they see is, okay, yeah, but it, it says Holmes on the door. Where's your brother? Yeah. You're too young. You're too young. When, again, we say it all the time, age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms. And they're literally going, aren't you too young to do this? Mm -hmm. And her response is, yeah, I'm young, but I can get into areas that other people can't get into because I'm unassuming. Right. Again, great parallel to Moriarty because Moriarty got into everywhere because unassuming woman working for the man. Mm -hmm. And it's the same premise, but Enola is overlooked because of her last name because her brother casts a A very very long long shadow. shadow. Yes. So the the other thing that was was a good parallel to today Tewksbury is, you know, now in the Lord of Chamber. I guess he is a Lord, but he's in like the chamber. He's in politics. Yeah, he's in politics and, you know, doing doing all of that. He's talking about the struggle for him making these deals that don't feel right, but he has to do them in order to actually get something going, right? Yeah. To get his agenda forward. I, I don't remember the, the, the saying, but it's like, you know, politics make strange bedfellows or something like that. And so it's funny because now that's become like the ideal, right? You're supposed to compromise when mm-hmm. you're in politics so that you can, you can, you know, by virtue of the definition of the word compromise, no one really wins, but you get to, to a middle ground where both of you can move forward. Yeah. Now it's not like that at all. No, you have extremism running rampant. When you have And again, this is where it comes into greed and power. When you have politicians who can be there for life and they come out, they go in paupers and come out millionaires. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. And in the essence of compromise, you know, people want to come in and think they can just jump into politics. And Tewksbury actually alludes to this. In order to protect, say, the land, right? We want to keep and work on climate change, for example. We can't just jump in and say, okay, we're going to stop making all cars that pump gas. Mm -hmm. We're going to stop completely. There's too much infrastructure and too many people will shoot it down because it's like such a radical change. There's no way to do it immediately. You have to take baby steps in order to do it. I don't like that, but that's compromise. That's how life's supposed to work. When he says that he's like, in order to work on keeping the water clean, I have to allow them. No, he mentions dumping something into the, the river. Yeah. You have to give a little bit on one in order to start it. Because once you start the needle moving forward, it becomes an accepted thing. Oh, we protected those trees. So you know what? Because we protected them, we really shouldn't go after them. We've been protecting them for decades. Let's move to the next thing. It right. just becomes accepted and you move on and forward and forward. And that's how you make progress. You don't come in making progress with a sledgehammer and expect everyone to just kowtow to you and go, yes, they'll kick you out and band against you faster. Or you're at a stalemate because no one can do anything. Or you sit in Congress like we have now in the United States where basically nothing gets done because you've got people that literally want to line their pockets instead of taking care of people. Yeah. So, but But, you know, Tewksbury is an excellent, it really is an excellent depiction of it because he's, he's not innocent anymore in this sequel. No, he's, he's a quote man, right? He's a, he's, I'm a man now, Enola. But he has still that innocence about him and that and he hasn't lost the desire to make change, but he's learned in order to do that, he needs to give a little. And that is a parallel for the story. Enola is used to doing things alone, aka Enola backwards is alone. But now she needs help. She needs allies. And the mother is her mother keeps telling her, find your people. You can be great on your own. You can be magnificent because of a voice. And that's the parallel because 
to experience making friends in order to move his agenda across. She needs to make different allies in order to find the truth. Sherlock needs to let people in in order to help him see things outside the box. A new set of eyes. A f- mm-hmm. No, if he says, quote, okay. a fresh set of eyes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all a great parallel to life. You need to let others in in order to facilitate growth. Yeah. So moving right along to flowers. Yes, the flowers. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we continue this theme of, you know, the flowers meaning and symbolizing different things. Like the um at first they thought the the flower in the in the poem was um a a nefarious that it was death or something, but yeah. it really was the wrong flower. It's actually a sweet William, which means it was actually the son of the owner of the factory who was trying to work on the down low against his father because he knew this was not the right thing to do. So it, I, I thought that that was a, a great continuation of that theme. Same with the little animations. Again, I know people didn't really like them, mm-hmm. but the, the little animations and the slow-mo in the fight with the three women, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Because it slows it down. I mean, we see it all the time in action films where men are doing it. I don't see what the problem is when all of a sudden women do it. Yeah. Um, I think it was cute. I mean, you could take it or leave it. Mm. It just followed the quirks of it. The fourth wall breaks were adorable and mm-hmm. kept going. So all the little things that they did in the first one doing here, I, I appreciated that they kept that continuity. Right. Um, I thought the young love of Tewksbury and Enola, the, the back and forth, the quirkiness, that innocence and mm-hmm. awkwardness, that was really adorable. Um, so is that a cute or is that a good? I or think is that it's both? A, I think it's both because it really shows the truth about how it really is. It is very awkward. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, when you and I met, we were in we were in our twenties. We were very awkward, yeah, and silly, and like, uh, will they? Won't they? Uh, the, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, or like when she is breaking that fourth wall and it's like, is he looking back? And he did, mm-hmm. right? We see him looking back, but she doesn't. So it's like... Uh. And then she's like, oh, good. And we're like, oh, he did. Like, <laughs> But the the idea also about that, though, what I really liked is that they didn't try to change them to fit a mold. They both liked each other mm-hmm. for their quirks and their falter, uh, falters. Their, their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Their flaws? Thank you. You know, they just liked each other for who they are, and they didn't try to make each other fit into societal's mold. Mm -hmm. They just said, hey, we are who we are, and they have to compromise with us. Yeah. And I I liked that. Yeah. Like you said, they see each other, not what each other can do for the other. Yeah. That sounded a little weird, but hopefully you I know what you meant. Okay. Um. So there's that, you know, that that young love and the, I guess the the sibling rivalry Mm. continues throughout here as well. You know, it's like, is this your case or my case? So the the last time we covered Enola Holmes last episode, you said that it was Sherlock Zero, Enola One. Mm-hmm. Considering the sibling rivalry and how they were going through uh, Moriarty and everything, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of quips with Sherlock going, you might want to write that down. And then at the end, she says something witty and he says, you know, maybe I should write that down. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of back and forth. They help uh-huh. each other. They really, Sherlock in this one really opens up more. And there's yes. a lot of development between the two of them. And they make an excellent team, Holmes and Holmes. Yeah. Even though she does want to stand on her own. Not, he, the, not the uh, building No, not show. the building show. I really, <laughs> I would love to come have them come here. But um, Sorry, I just heard Holmes and Holmes and that's what yeah, popped up. They're from Canada, I think. Anyway, yes. she even admits that that'll be a long shadow and so they don't mm-hmm. end up working together. But you did say Sherlock 0, Enola 1. Yeah. What is the score now 
So I actually am giving Sherlock a point here. Really? Yeah. Not Enola. No, because Sherlock is growing. He's giving Enola her space while also looking out for her and, and understanding that he can't do things alone and is actually accepting that, okay, he needs a flatmate, i.e. Dr. Watson. Great introduction there. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that because of the growth of Sherlock, and we see a little bit more of Sherlock in, in this episode, so I'm giving him a point. So I think they're tied now, okay. at least in my, in my little so head. You're, you're saying that Enola was a little more, because she had made her way in the first movie, in the second one, she kind of was where she was supposed to be, and he needed to grow to catch up to where she was. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Um, are you ready to jump into the bad? Are you? I'm always ready for the bad, darling. Oh, I, I, mm-hmm. okay. Um, the age gap is still a problem for me. Again, not because of the film, but because of the Hollywood. larger Hollywood usage of older men being able to play younger roles and young women having to play older roles. And then when we get older, we can't play the younger roles. So the the Hollywood ageism, I still will bring, I'll shed light onto it every single time. I think it happens in my opinion. Way um, too much. Way too much. Um, but there, there are times where... I kind of had to take a step back and be like, all right, I'm falling out of the realm of disbelief. It's not mm. often. It really isn't that often. But there are some times where like, they're lighting up the canisters in the, um, the jailbreak and it lands between their feet. I'm like, you're stomping that out or you're kicking it out of the carriage. And yet it goes off. Well, and then know, they're, they're all covered in smoke and there's no effects to the drivers or anything. They well, end up crashing it, horses into a tree. Because they... they Enola's mom says, you know, this this is not dangerous. No, I know. I I understand. But again, a natural reaction when you see something and you're unaware, you're going to kick it. Or you're a deer in the headlights and you just freeze. I and then you <laughs> I I I for, freeze for me, on some things. For me, that was one of those cute moments, but like I took a step back and go, "All right, it's a movie." Uh. It's one of those moments where you realize you're watching a movie, but otherwise there, again, I'm, I'm being nitpicky, mm. but it was few and far in between. But there are moments like that where you're like, okay, I'm in a movie. I'm watching something. Mm. As opposed to the first one, I didn't have that many. And again, it's a sequel. I'm going to expect certain things to be like, oh, I'm in a movie because I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have any other bad? It, could, it was a little slow, but I understood why. Yeah, see, I was totally entertained, so I was fine. No, I'm, did, that's what I'm saying. It was, just, it was a little slow, but I understood why, because they had to develop things. So mm-hmm. there are some people that were commenting that it's slow compared to the first one. And I'm like, but the first one you were learning as you went. Yeah. Whereas this one, you kind of know a lot, and they needed to lay the groundwork of the actual crime of what was going on in the background. So for me, it was no big deal, but I, I wanted to uh, bring it up. Mm. Going back to your previous point about you know, the suspension of disbelief. I do have one, um, now that I'm thinking about it, where she was hanging from uh, the gutter. Mm-hmm. Knowing how, well, maybe maybe she has stronger upper body strength because she's oh, been I, training. I, the first thing I thought of is I'm on the ground yeah, within that, seconds. That, that's why, like, I would not be able to hold myself up like that. Also, I kind of wonder how gutters were made back then because my gutter wouldn't have held us up at all. Back then, you know, it's well, probably steel and Possibly, but I'm saying else, for a person right? watching who doesn't compare, mm. that was, again, one of those moments where I was like, yeah, my upper body, even when I was like in my 20s working out all the time, yeah, it was never going to hold on that long. <laughs> never. <laughs> all right. So any other bad? No. Can we go into the cute? Can we, can we, can we, can we, can we, can we? We can. can. Tewksbury learning to fight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and teaching Enola how to dance. 
Well, teaching Enola how to dance was like you—you you knew that that's where it was going to get like really romantically cute and yeah. awkward and all that. But yeah. the teaching how to fight, and he's like, "Ow!" He's like, "I'm not going to hit a girl." She's like, "Well, that's your problem." Bung, bung, bung. <laughs> I know, right? But it somehow stuck because when when he was trying to use what he learned during the the subsequent fight scene, although he did get his butt kicked. Well, but they all kind of. I mean, it was a really even battle, I think, between everybody. Mm-hmm. Another cute for me was uh, Eudoria and uh, Edith. Mm. I love them breaking Enola out of prison. And when all the women surround um, Enola in the oh, prison yeah. and, and the jail uh, jail personnel are like, give her hell, you know, like they're going to beat her up or something. And yeah. then they all just cover their ears and then it blows a wall out. Yeah. And you realize they pushed her to the center to try to get her away from the blast. To protect her. Yeah. And to give the illusion of something else. Mm-hmm. So that the guards backed off mm-hmm. and then they blow out the wall and then they're all running free. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it's adorable. And, and then the fighting between the three women where they're like, oh, and then Eudoria going, this one is bad. This one is going to cause harm. So you, you better just, we got to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, oh, all right, now it's serious. Yeah, and again, it gave me that feeling like they're in serious danger and they're acting like it's Sunday brunch. I think that's adorable. Yeah. I wish I could do that. I know, I'd be like freaking the be freak like, they're out. they're right behind us. Yes, run. I'd be like, horsey, horsey, can you go faster, please, horsey? <laughs> and you don't like riding horses. No, no. <laughs> I'm st- I am terrified of horses. It is a very large fear and I am... I'm, Maybe one year we should have like an episode where we watch a movie about like fears and then actually cover our fears. Uh, okay. Maybe we should do that as a TikTok because we're on TikTok <laughs> at Forever Fan Pod. Have no videos up yet, but we're there. Well, you know. It, yet. It, I said it, yet. We're, 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 we're working on them. But you're going to see a lot of Finn and Niner, I think. Yeah. The the one thing that was adorable to me, mm-hmm. right, we're talking about a lot of the sibling, sibling rivalry. Yeah. Is that Enola and Sherlock, you know, they're, they're figuring out a game and they're solving riddles in their own way. Yes. But then they're coming to the same conclusion, right? So it's it's the old adage of there's a million ways to skin a cat, right? Yes, and so, except in a horror film because we do not want animals to be hurt. <sighs> anyway, but yeah, no, my I, point is... I get your point. ...that they, they will go out and do whatever it is that works for them mm-hmm. and they're so smart that they will figure it out and they come to the same conclusion and what i liked about that is that it's very clear mm-hmm. each of them have their own way of doing things and that's one thing i think that's a good parallel to today that we've gotten away from we try to force people to learn and or do exactly, exactly the yeah. same way and we can't. Like, no, because people are different. We are influenced by our environments, right? And how we grew up and, and our different experiences. It's mm-hmm. never going to be exactly the same as someone else. Yeah. That would be boring. There's no one quick fix for everything that will make everybody happy. And there's no one right way to get to an answer. Yeah. Live in your truth, people. And that you shouldn't force one way upon someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So... Kind of like when you and I are like arguing and then we both realize we're actually arguing the exact same point, but we're arguing in different ways and neither one of us notices it. And then we just burst out into laughter. <laughs> That's the best kind of argument, right? Oh, it is. It's the best argument. When we start arguing about other things, I don't like it. <laughs> All right. Any other cute? Um, look, I, I know that a lot of, uh, I was reading a lot of posts about how this is overly in the social commentary and it's very heavy quote-unquote woke i'm getting tired of that word i really think 
Yes, there is heavy social commentary in these movies. I think every movie has social commentary at this Since point. Since the time immemorial. Notice I didn't try to say that and mess it up. Um, but since, you know, Citizen Kane, War of the Worlds, the radio shows, they all involved social commentary. The reason films, in my opinion, connect to people is because they have a, a common thread, a moral compass, mm-hmm. and it has a storyline throughout that you can connect to. And a lot of times it's because of the moral undercurrents and the 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 societal connections that yeah. then reach out to you. Because then, you know, you can you can relate to it. Yes. It resonates. And that is why I think this needs to be said. This does have moral commentary. Mm-hmm. But again, like the first one, it is not in your face. Oh my God, we can't watch it. This is so woke. Get over it. Don't watch TV or movies then at that point. Seriously, because you're not going to be able to watch anything. Mm. But the point is, it's a fun family film. And it really, if if you've got people that look at this, they're going to watch it and go, hey, we can come to our own conclusions and get the same answer and it's work together. It's about a strong female character. But it's also about strong community and mm-hmm. connections. And, and you know, um, the, the best section where at the very end, where Sarah and Enola and Bessie are all like stamping their feet. One voice is louder than the one screaming to the void. And if you can't handle people realizing that together they are stronger than on their own, then there's that says more about you. Because that's what this movie really is saying, that you are not alone. You have people. Find your people. Yeah. It's the united we stand, divided we fall. With that, I think we're done with our discussion of the Nola Holmes, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, it's time for our Forever Fangirls rating then. Drum roll, please. We rate Enola Holmes 2 4.5 stars. Yay! Yay! And yes, we agree on this rating. I'm going to say it again. It was a wonderful sequel to the first movie. There are some slow moments, but as I mentioned earlier, they feel warranted in the overall scheme of the story. Overall, while it is based in a different time frame, the story is very relatable to the people all over the world, given the current state of affairs. And if we really look how governments are working, how the shadows are one loud voice because their allies in hatred scream loudly in unison, we need to be reminded that the right thing takes courage. It takes a spark. But once that fire is lit, it will illuminate the dark and push the shadows back into the depths of nothingness where they belong. Okay, I have no idea how to follow that, but I'm going to try. So this is what I took away from it, right? What, what I absolutely loved was in the beginning and the end title cards, it really brought the film together for me. Because you look at the beginning title card and at face value, it just, it just said, quote, some of what follows is true, the important parts at least, right? And I thought that that part was a little tongue in cheek, right? Mm-hmm. You know, going with the vibe of the film. But the ending title card brought the knockout punch where it said, quote, the match girl strike led by Sarah Chapman, was the first ever industrial action taken by women for women. It improved their working conditions forever. And it only takes one flame to start a fire. And as Kimmy already said, it takes courage to do the right thing. But once it's lit, it's hard to contain. So to me, you know, the message is, let's not lose that spark. Never let anyone silence your voice. No one has a right to do that. They don't have to agree with you, but they don't have a right to silence you. 
Yes. And on that note, that is going to be our show. So thank you again for joining us. Was there anything that we missed that you want us to discuss? As always, you can leave us a message on any of our socials, including TikTok at foreverfanpod or on speakpipe.com forward slash foreverfangirlspodcast. And then please do all the things. Subscribe, like, review, all of the fun stuff. (laughs) Yes. So until next time, stay safe. Be kind and remember, one voice can be powerful but can still be lost in the void. We all need allies to amplify the sound so that it shakes the foundations of darkness. It's scary, but together we can be extraordinary. It only takes one spark. <laughs> <laughs>